Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Well, just imagine if you had never read or heard the message of the Bible in your own language. That's the reality for Australia's Indigenous peoples. Although more than half of Indigenous peoples are Christians, very few have read or heard the Bible in their heart language. Well, trying to change that is the Bible Society. They have a number of projects to bring the Word of God to Indigenous peoples in their own language, languages in the written Word and also in audio. We're going to speak in a moment with Jonathan Harris. He's the Bible Society's National Manager of Church and Community Relations. But before we do that, something really, really special. We're going to hear part of uh, John chapter 1 in Pichinjara. These are very familiar words to you. This is what you're about to hear in Pichinjara. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing that was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Nyara palo manda kuare banga nyinangi kara la chungu. Muno bula chungu ngu uwan gara palo no. Mama lo kuchungu palo njawia. Chungu ngu ala jitu bula kuchupu kuchupu uwan gara palo no. Kaya chukur ngu kuchu anangu juta wanka nyinangi. Panya palo wanka ala jitu. Muno palo uwan gara wanka kanyini. Panya chukuru tili wirka karingu. Anangu juta irinyantako. Chana nyako la chukla rongu kuli nyako karanya. Tili nyara paloro, munga waloro iri nyara wiyalpaya yala jitu. Ka munga waloro ngu tili nyara palo nyo putu wiyani. Tili palo ngara nyala jitu. Wiyari ngunja wiyya. Hey Jonathan, welcome to Open House. <laughs> Great to be on the show. Thanks so much, Stephen. We've just heard a little bit of God's word in Pichinjara. And um, the hairs are going up on the back of my neck. What an incredible experience. Well, that's me. What's it like for the Aboriginal people? Oh, it's been an amazing journey. You know, the uh, translators have been working for months and months on this project. And in fact, they had 40 of them uh, involved in this to represent the different voices in the New Testament. And when they actually went into the recording studio, some of the ladies actually, as they were speaking into their microphones, just stopped and tears were coming down from the, you know, down their faces just because they were so moved. They just met Jesus in the studio. So it's been really quite profound for quite a few people involved in this. Well, I get that. I I mean, I felt the same way myself. I can't really imagine. I've grown up, well, monolingually in English. Um, I can't really imagine what it's like to hear God's Word in your own heart language for the first time. Oh, that's right. And in fact, most of these people have been raised using the English Bible, or even in fact going way back to the German Bible because of the Lutheran missionaries that had been there for many years. <laughs> wow. Well, you'd have to say that they really, that God, God, with great adversity, made his word known to the Aboriginal peoples because a very high percentage of Aboriginal peoples actually are Christians. That's right. Well, uh, the two census ago, there were around 73% of Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islanders that identified as believers. Yeah. Now, in the recent 2016 census, uh, it's just over 50%. So 
So that's still very, very high compared to you know other racial groups. So we we see it as a really important mission, local mission to be on in Australia. Well, come back to your rather unique connection with this in a moment. But what is the Bible Society then celebrating at the moment? Okay, so this year's been big for us. Last year was huge. We had our 200th birthday, hmm. so we're 201 this year. But um, we've had two dedications this year. So the the first was the Gunwingu Bible, which was in the Arnhem Land district uh, with a town called Gumbalanya and that region. And we had completed the full New Testament and three Old Testament books, which was called the Shorter Bible. And that was a long journey. But then the second dedication was the Audible Pichinjara Bible recording of the New Testament, and that happened in September. So I, was, I just had the privilege of traveling back uh, over two months just to go and see people receiving the Bible audibly and in written word for the first time in many cases. And so people, when they picked up the Bible and started reading, it was pretty much the Word of God in their own heart language for the very first time ever. How are they describing that experience to you? Well, the reports are since the dedication in Arnhem Land with the Gunwingu version is that people are so excited about it. They're traveling from all the different remote outstations just to come and have a look at it. Mm. And now the local CMS missionaries, um, Matt and Lisa Pearson, are saying there's such demand to actually have reading groups or, in fact, Bible studies. They've got the digital version. They're actually creating Bible studies just to meet the need. So it's really, really exciting for us in the Bible Society to see this work, you know, completed. Yes. Yeah, so this Gunwingu Bible has been printed at the Amity Press in China. It's a, it's a very interesting story. Um, printed at the Amity Press, it, it, it comes back to Arnhem Land, and now it's ministering to these people. But the story gets a little more interesting than even that. Now, let's go back for a moment, Jonathan, and talk about the fact that you were you were working in a, uh, a scripture related areas and. and doing ministry and so on. You took a bit of a break. You homeschooled your kids. Um, all of that happened. So then you, someone says to you, hey, come and work for the Bible Society. We're doing this great work. Pick up the story from there. Yeah, so that was about two years ago. And um, I got this role as a national church and relations, church relations manager. And I thought, here we go. Let's see what happens. And uh, it just turns out that the scope of mission right around Australia and globally was just uh, fantastic. So I got very excited about it. But then we actually got a message just earlier this year, um, after I'd been working with the Bible Society for a year or so, and Louise Sherman from the missions department said, oh, there's this new Bible arriving from Amity Printing Press, and uh, it's in the Gunwingu language. Uh, it's been, been worked on for about 80 years. It's arriving at the Sydney docks uh, in May. <laughs> and I said, hang on a second. I know my family had something to do with this. And, uh, in fact, Reverend Dr. John Harris, uh, no relation, but he's one of the, our elders in the Bible Society, Historian, he said, well, actually, that's your grandmother, Jonathan. She was the one that actually started that version. And I said, I couldn't believe it. So I went back to my dad's farm just north of Tamworth, and I said, Dad, this is amazing. Grandma actually was involved in this. And he said, she started it. And I said, do we have any original documents? And he said, yep, they're all out in the shed. Oh. <laughs> and so I said to my, my sister and my brother, I said, we've got to go and find these things. So lo and behold, three suitcases and a tea chest we opened up, discovered the very original exercise books, and she was a school teacher, and she just had sat down under a bark hut 
because she was frustrated that the Aboriginal people just weren't hearing the gospel in their own language. They, mm. The mandate in those days, Stephen, was to teach everyone English and westernise them effectively. And, and that was the thing of the time, so we That's just right. received that. Your grandmother's name was Nell, Nell Harris, 36 right. years with the Church Missionary Society in the Northern Territory. Uh, what do you remember of her? Well, I remember a lot from her, actually, because um, my parents had separated, and um, after she retired, she actually raised us in her late 70s and early 80s, because um, mm-hmm. my two teenage brothers and myself on the farm with Dad after where she left the mission, so mm-hmm. we were very, very close, actually. And what did she tell you about those days? Well, you know, you'd hear talk around the dinner table all the time about this Aboriginal person, that person, and this translator, that translator, but... As a teenager, just like, yeah, Grandma, sure, Grandma, whatever. And then we, <laughs> we, we sing hymns in the morning, sing hymns at night, pray and read the Bible every single day. So she left a real legacy in my grandfather, Dick Harris. So just an incredible legacy of Bible is what I remember. But, I mean, they were, they were involved there for, I think, about 40 years. And I remember her up there. And also my father actually followed in their footsteps because they really wanted to be close to them. And as they'd retired, my dad went into mission. He worked for CMS as well and took us when I was only three years old. And so I had fond memories of growing up on that mission that they were at uh, with the Aboriginal kids since I was age three until about 10. Just uh, eating water lilies, chasing goannas, having a wonderful time. And Did you pick up any so, language yourself? Well, look, I think I did at the time, but then, you know, 40 years later, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I've lost it all. So I'm pretty excited to get back into it. So I hope that some of those guys up there have patience with me. Your grandmother was there, as you say, she's under the tree, she's translating. How do you go about a task like that when your own language is English and you've got to somehow reach out? How how does that work? Yeah, in those days, really, it was actually not really supposed to be part of their job, but she was just determined, which is pretty radical for a woman in the 30s to do this. So she just said to the Aboriginal, Aboriginal ladies who were actually involved um, already in some of the mission work there who spoke quite good English and said, look, please help me. And she had school teacher training, so she was pretty good at phonetics. And they literally just sat down every day for a, a couple of hours at least in the afternoon and said, let's just do five verses. Let's make that a goal. So they put it together phonetically. And this is exercise book upon exercise book. And then one day a linguist actually turned up that was sent by Sydney University, Dr. Capel. And he arrived at the mission, recognized all the different uh, language assortments, and, and Grandma said, oh, do you want to have a look at this? And he got it and he said, this is fantastic. This is, well, there's an issue some changes, but this is absolutely tremendous. And mm. so he got hold of it and took it with him and actually presented it to what was known as the British and Foreign Bible Society yep. in those days. And they said, look, let's just print this. This is wonderful. And so they actually did a first edition in 1942. Uh, the year that she had to actually leave because the Japanese were bombing Darwin. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then they actually printed that. I got distributed up there on the mission, and um, that was the beginning of it. There are other translations going at the same time. The Woodboy um, down at uh, Roper River on Nunca, um, but quite a few, and as the Aboriginals were still coming out of the bush. Uh, but So with that hard work, and then it was taken over later in the 60s by other translators, Merrill Rowe, um, and then later after that in the 80s, uh, Steve Etherington was with Wycliffe. So we partnered with, uh, now with uh, Wycliffe and Ossil. Uh, and these guys really have pretty high-tech tools to be able to do a job and do it more quickly. Because mm-hmm. this is obviously now taken 82 years to get to this stage at this point. 
Our guest is Jonathan Harris, and he is um, the church, your official title, Church Partnership Manager of the Bible Society. Yeah, National Church Relations uh, and Partnerships, that's right, yeah. And heavily invested, as you can hear, in in the project to translate the Bible into Aboriginal languages, of which there are now, what, 140-something surviving in in that vicinity, I think. Yeah, there's remaining 145 is the last figure I heard. Um, and, and it's great news that the government in many cases is trying to engage school children to get yeah. back into their culture and language, which is wonderful. And yeah. so, in fact, we're even having the Bible translators uh, being called into schools to try and help out. A lot of our translators are school teachers and they help out some part-time with the translation work. But uh, just to see it, Stephen, just actually travel back up there. I, I had the privilege, I said to the, you know, the executive, can I please take this Bible back and deliver this to the Gunwingu people? <laughs> in the circumstances, yes. yes. And I, I, So I went up there on the 1st of August and they had a ceremony where we were invited to attend and um, the, the bishop, Greg Anderson, was there from the Northern Territory and all the dignitaries. And it was a very humble affair, but then to literally hand it over, uh, to literally hand it over and give it, I give it back to them. You know, after, after 82 years, it's just. Uh, anyway, the bishop said, "Bishop, no, no, very, no, not anyway. Let's just celebrate that moment. That that that's beautiful. And you're remembering your grandmother in that moment, aren't you? Yeah. The the bishop said after he said, "God is so kind. God is so yeah. kind that he can invite Jonathan to come back into this story after yeah. so long, yeah. and just actually to allow him to be involved in the story and." Um, I tell you what, I'm just going to make it my life work to get this job done, to finish the job. We've got 36 more books to go. So, uh, but, <laughs> but then after the ceremony as well, it's just profound. I, Andrew was there, um, one of the Aboriginal blokes, and he and Reverend Lois Nadjamarik and Hagar, they came up to me afterwards, and Andrew said, oh, your father's Wilfred Harris. <laughs> oh, he's a Nagajok skin. I said, yeah, that's right. He said, well, you're my brother. We're Narbaline skin. Here, come over and meet your auntie. Come over and meet your nana. And he, he took me outside the church and sat me down in the dirt under a mango tree where I played eight, 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. And just said, here's your nana. Here's, a, here's your auntie. You know, you're part of our skin line now. And literally adopted back into the family after so, so long. I just couldn't believe it. It was just unbelievably moving. So it's, it's been quite a journey. And so... I just can't, cannot wait to get back up there just to keep you know, supporting the work, ongoing work, in that way. Oh, Jonathan, what a lovely story. Well, thank you so much for the work you're doing and for the passion that you have for it. And thanks to your grandmother and grandfather and your, and, and your, and your dad and mum for the work that was done. And thanks to you. Hey, how can we support this work? Oh, look, thanks for asking. We, we, we would love our support. You can actually uh, find us quite easily on the Bible Society's website, so biblesociety.org.au, mm-hmm. and if you just go under the tab where it says Our Work, then you can see the Aboriginal work, the Indigenous language work, um, their words, their language. That's what we want to support. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise, we've got our phone number, which is uh, 1300 Bibles. One three hundred Bibles. Well, it's not hard to find the Bible Society, but uh, take the time now or tonight or tomorrow morning uh, to just bring to mind that that prompt to get in touch with them, find out about their Indigenous Bibles project, which is really, really important work. Um, there could hardly be anything more important for us to be involved in and to support. Thank you so much for speaking with us tonight on Open House. 
Thanks, Stephen, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, not at all. Jonathan Harris from the Bible Society, a story within a story and the great work of bringing the Bible, God's Word, to our Indigenous peoples in their heart languages. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.